Welcome back to episode 63 of the FPL Draft Hub podcast. In this episode, looking ahead to game week 22. Happy New Year and welcome back to the FPL Draft Hub podcast, the podcast dedicated to the official FPL Draft game. My name is Mitch and I'm your host for another roundup of waiver options, hidden gems and ones to dump ahead of game week 22. Game week 21 was possibly the longest game week in memory. In fact, it's still going on whilst I record this. And while it was hyped as a big double game week, in the end, it's all been a bit of a letdown unless you happen to pick up Lanzini in the waivers last week. Indeed, it was a double game week for two teams, West Ham and Brentford, with further postponements meaning despite taking nearly two weeks to complete, we still only got 10 Premier League fixtures. Clean sheets have been hard to come by with only Spurs and Wolves getting them so far. Plenty of goals elsewhere, though it was one of those weeks where the waiver pile likely racked up more points than your league rivals. If you did take a punt on the likes of McAllister, Rasmussen or Anthony Gordon this week, very well done to you. Game week 22 is another double game week and also marks the first week many managers will be realising they're without their AFCON players for a few games. Not only that, but we find ourselves well into the January transfer window and we already have a very glitzy addition to the waiver pile. The waiver deadline for game week 22 will probably catch a few out as there's uh, been a bit of a wait since the last one and it's on Thursday evening at 6.30 UK time ahead of the Friday night game Brighton against Crystal Palace. Some of the players I'll be discussing in this episode include Alexis McAllister, Kieran Trippier and Philippe Coutinho. So let's get into it. Thankfully, we don't have to speculate too much on fixtures this week as all the rearrangements were announced ahead of the last game week. So we know that for eight teams, this is a double game week as it stands. Uh, The teams with doubles this week are Burnley, who have Leicester and Watford at home. Watford, who play Newcastle and Burnley away. Brighton, who have Crystal Palace and Chelsea at home. Leicester, who go away to Burnley and then home to Spurs. United, who play Villa away and Brentford away. Chelsea, who go away to Manchester City and away to Brighton. Spurs, who have Arsenal at home in the North London derby and then go away to Leicester. And finally, Brentford, with probably the toughest of the lot, going away to Anfield and then at home to Man United. So the order in which I've read those teams out is roughly where I think they lie in terms of uh, difficulty between the two fixtures and so if you are looking to stream some defenders or the odd midfielder this week um, then starting at the top of that list and working your way down probably isn't the worst place to start. The other thing I mentioned at the beginning is that AFCON has now started and so there will be quite a few players across the league who are red flagged. So this isn't an exhaustive list but just the ones I thought are relevant Uh, and have an impact on FBL. So I'm just going to run through the teams and let you know who is missing. So Arsenal have a few gone, but none should impact FPL. Um, That goes for Villa, Brentford and Brighton as well. Burnley are going to be without Maxwell Cornet, who's going to be a big miss for them. Uh, Chelsea are without Edouard Mendy in goal, so Kepa will come in for a few games. Everton are without Iwobi. Leicester are missing uh, Iheanacho and Marty, amongst others. Liverpool probably the worst hit as they lose out on Cater, Mane and Salah. Manchester City uh, miss Mahrez for a bit. None really for United or Spurs or Southampton. 
Watford have a few gone. None should really impact FPL too much, though some may be eyeing up their defenders ahead of a favourable double game week. So regular starters Messina and Truce Kong are away. Saar is sort of away but still injured, so that shouldn't really change much. West Ham are missing Ben Rama and Wolves are without Sace. So on to the main picks. Um, starting with a goalkeeper and that's Kepper, who I just mentioned a second ago. And obviously, if you've been streaming a goalkeeper over the past few weeks and looking for a freshen up, um, he will be playing the next few for Chelsea while Mendy is away. There's a double game this week for them, which does include a trip to the Etihad, but there's also the Brighton game in there at a more realistic chance of a clean sheet. Then a game against Spurs at home, which again isn't the worst game for them for a clean sheet. Um, so could be one to, to pick up for a few a few game weeks. Mendy will likely slot straight back in when he's back, but uh, if you want a little upgrade on Tim Krull or just a break from him, then uh, then go for it. The other big area to target this game week will be Burnley, particularly their defenders. Uh, the ownership ranges quite a lot between them. Tarkovsky's the most owned. His ownership goes up to nearly 50% in 10-team leagues with Taylor available in a lot. The chances are one of the usual four will be available and it's highly unlikely um, they wouldn't be an improvement on someone in your back five. So go and get them if they're there. Next is Kieran Trippier, uh, now of Newcastle. A really good signing for Newcastle's survival efforts who provides them with stability and plenty of attacking threat from open play and set pieces. Howe has wasted no time in getting him in the starting 11 for their not-so-successful FA Cup game at the weekend and I'm sure he'll be an ever-present for the remainder, providing he stays healthy. Rumours today are that Chris Wood could be joining them um, and I think that will only make uh, Trippier's value rise as he has a target man in the middle and he'll be on most set-piece duties. For what it's worth, I think it probably also nudges uh, Chris Wood's value up a little bit if that move does go ahead. I still don't rate Newcastle as clean sheet merchants, but with the addition of some more new faces at the back, that could change, and a new-look Newcastle may be a wave that brave managers can surf until the end of the season. So that glitzy addition is, uh, of course, Philippe Coutinho, who's joined Aston Villa, will be the biggest name in the waiver pile this week, could even be the biggest name we see on the waiver pile for the rest of the season. Um, or at least I hope he's going to be in there this week, because as it stands, he hasn't actually been added to the game, but he has definitely joined up at Aston Villa with his former teammate Steven Gerrard um, to try and reignite his career and also reignite Villa's season. I wouldn't pay much notice to the stats he's put up over the past couple of seasons, but the last time he had a proper league run was in 1920 when he was on loan uh, at Bayern Munich when he got eight goals and 10 assists in 23 appearances. Though this is surrounded by the Bayern Munich squad, so take uh, an appropriately sized pinch of salt with that. Either way, he's a level above the other attackers quality-wise and will get used as much as possible providing he ends up added before the waiver deadline if you're in last place. I don't think you need to overthink anything. Just go ahead and pick him up. Next is Alexis McAllister for Brighton, who's already on track to have his most prolific season in front of goal. To be honest, he's not one of those players I rarely focus my attention on when watching Brighton, but since I heard someone raving about his performance in one of their recent games, I was ready to tune in. But then he went and scored two against Everton, and so now every man and his dog will be looking at him. He's definitely on my waiver list for this week as I look to get rid of some of my failed Brentford gambles. Uh, and with two home games, he has enough time to try and continue that form. Next on to uh, Leicester, I've got a couple of players to mention from them. 
obviously their squad has just been completely ravaged by injuries and departures of of varying natures at the moment. I don't think I've ever seen a team quite this this decimated at a point in the Premier League season. The first one I'm going to mention, though, um, who, as it stands, is one of the healthy ones, is Adamola Lukman, uh, another very informed midfielder with two goals in his last two. Definitely now to start because there really is nobody else, um, and uh, plenty, you know, ample opportunity to continue the form in this game week with Burnley up next, and then Spurs, who you never know which version is going to turn up at the moment. He's owned in just twenty percent of ten-team leagues, so plenty of availability out there. Um, and I expect him to be one of the most wavered in players when we check the stats on FPL Draft Hub at the weekend. The next one is Daka. Uh, the striker situation is uh, as mullered as everywhere else on the pitch for Leicester. Um, and if it wasn't for the way my strikers were at the moment, I would love to bring this guy in if I could. Um, with Vardy out for a while, Ian Acho off at the Cup of Nations, it will definitely fall on Tadaka to score the goals over the next few weeks. And if he does well, I don't see why he doesn't continue even when Ian Acho is back. He's already impressed with five returns from very scarce minutes and there are some decent fixtures coming up for him to add to them. He's flagged on FPL, but it sounds like he'll be back in contention for the weekend. Don't let that put you off if you're in need of another striker. Onto the hidden gems then, um, and I have to mention the Watford defenders to start off with. I think Cathcart and Sierra Alta are the safer options, and beyond these, it becomes slightly more speculative with guys that haven't really featured much. Um, new January signing Samir, who came in from Udinese, will probably be in line to make his debut. And Jeremy Ngakia came in at right back for their FA Cup game against Leicester, and so he will likely play uh, again, and that could complete their back four. All very much hidden gem territory. Obviously, as good a double game week you can get, barring Norwich at the moment. But I'm morally obliged to remind everyone Watford have not kept a clean sheet so far this season. And on average, they can see two per game. So you've been warned, but I know they'll all get hoovered up on the waivers anyway. Next is Jan Vestergaard for Leicester. I'm not his biggest fan, but he's certainly going to be the biggest bloke on the pitch for their double game week and maybe the safest to actually start. Burnley and Spurs provide him the opportunity for either a clean sheet or a goal or both and could be a later pick to pencil in your waivers if you don't get some of your higher choices. Now with Sun's absence, there is an opportunity for one of the other guys to try and impress at Spurs. Delhi did not do well in the FA Cup game, nor has he done well in his recent league appearances. Uh, neither did Gill, who has had a few appearances himself off the bench. The player who I think will come into that attack is Lukelso. Uh, I think the Carabao Cup second leg against Chelsea will be telling both games require full strength teams and barring any further injuries, the starting 11s should be fairly similar. So should let you be able to predict how the team will line up at the weekend. Now, the year is 2005 and I'd like to discuss a hot young winger bursting onto the scene, a small fella named Aaron Lennon. Now, the year is 2022 and I'd like to discuss a veteran of the game who finds himself playing up front for one of the worst attacks the Premier League has ever seen, and it's Aaron Lennon, of course. In the absence of any other options, I expect him to start up top again, potentially next to uh, Jay Rodriguez, but I can't really go there. Get him in at your peril. My most hidden gem pick this week, so that's a player who's owned in less than 10% of 16-team leagues, is Craig Cathcart for Watford. There really wasn't 
anybody else, but he's got a decent double game week. So, yeah, he, he's the pick. Uh, not really many new faces to suggest on the get rid list. The only one that really sprang to uh, or popped up when I was flicking down the list was Jaffet Tanganga. I was surprised to see he's owned in nearly 20% of leagues, and I don't think he's going to be anywhere near the Premier League 11, barring injuries. So that's it for this episode. On the last pod, I gave Paul a shout out for his generous donation to the pod on Buy Me A Coffee. And since then, I'm humbled to say a few more listeners coughed up their hard-earned cash to tip the podcast. And it means a lot that you're willing to show your support in that way. So massive thanks to Rob, another long-suffering Spurs fan who I chat to regularly on Twitter. To Suvit, who is always bringing positivity to all our content uh, that we put out and to Kartik, who was very generous in his donation and another long-term supporter of the podcast. Now, the combination of these donations is enough to now cover the hosting costs right up until the end of the season, which is fantastic. If you'd like to do the same as these guys, you can find the link at the bottom of the pod description, which will take you to the pods buy me a coffee page where you can tip as you see fit. For any new listeners, welcome. And if you enjoyed, make sure you subscribe so you don't miss out on any future episodes. Also, be sure to head over to fbldrafthub.com where you can access loads of amazing content completely free and find stats for your draft team and league that you won't be able to find anywhere else. A reminder, the waiver deadline is on Thursday, so don't forget to put some waivers in. Naturally, if any games get scrubbed, uh, then uh, recalibrate any players mentioned here as appropriate. Best of luck and for the rest of 2022, stay shook.